Hello and welcome to Haunted Hometowns, your weekly true crime paranormal podcast with me, Blake Lambert Hack. Each season, I cover true crime and paranormal cases from a different city from around the world. And this season premiere is a special one because I am going to cover haunted places from around New York City, where I currently live. I'm going to mainly stay in Manhattan since New York City is so fucking large and I may circle back and cover more places down the road but tonight I have a very special guest joining me as always he's a musician incredible vocalist and he wrote the theme song you just listened to the one and only Ty Air they can't see me but I'm Voguing, I'm noging on the house down boots, mama. Sis, mama, T, sis, honey, mama, girl, mama, boots. I keep saying mama every. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Let's do some uh, some haunting little ghost stories. Some little ghost stories. Yes. Are you excited to get into paranormal of New York fucking city? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you know what? Um. The more that I think about how haunted this city is, Chicago, mm, um, yeah, like you said, New York is enormous, and y'all live stacked on top of each other all the time. So I know there's some true, dead bodies true. hidden under the layers. So let me let's yeah, it's get like into that. Dead, it's like dead bodies, rats, <laughs> people, 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 yeah. birds. That's like the layer of yeah New York City. The rest of the world is like. Um, it goes like core, mantle, crust, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you've got a couple. Right, 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 and, right. Um, pigeon poo, <laughs> rat. Yeah. Yeah, all that. Pizza. You know what, though? I do think Chicago has more pigeons roaming about. Per capita. For whatever reason. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's just me, but... I feel like I don't really notice pigeons in New York City at all. No, but they're, they're for us. Um, as we, as our, our little insider from way back, we call all the pigeons Jocelyn. Um, I don't even know why. <laughs> we just do. Little Jocelyn's running around, but I think it's cute. Um, you it should make cute. a name they're for the cute. rats and the ghosts, though. Mm, I'll think on that while we talk about this episode. Ah! And... I'm taking you to an area that I forced you to go to when we visited in 2015. Wait, what? Where'd we go? <laughs> Where'd you we force went me? went to Greenwich Village. Oh, yeah. And I forced you to go see the Friends apartment with me, the TV oh, show Friends. Oh, yeah. And the apartment it's based on. Um, so, yeah, we're going to discuss a house, a brownstone that they like to call in New York City, uh, in Greenwich Village, which to me is one of the more beautiful parts of the city. It's mm-hmm. just like greenery and all the buildings are really cute. It's just beautiful over there. And it feels a little more homey or like 
It is cozy. a little less bustly, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. Part of that is probably because there's not like a ton of major streets going in and out. But also, mm. Washington Square Park is really beautiful. And I will be talking about that later on in the season, Washington Square Park. But for, like I was saying, for Friends fans, the apartment that the show is based on is in Greenwich Village, Washington Square Park, amazing restaurants and bars. A friend of mine works at Lord's, which just opened, and that's in that area. Katana Kitten is really good. The Comedy Cellar, which... I'm sure a ton of people see on Instagram and stuff of like reels of like Mateo Lane and Oh, 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 that's um, where I've seen you. Lisa Traeger and yeah, I've been there once. Um, famed Italian restaurant Carbone. It's like, there's a lot going on in that area. It's also a little gay, but. <laughs> and isn't everything. And isn't everything. <laughs> it's also right next to Meatpacking District, which I love also. But Which is also a little gay. That sounds a little gay. To me. <laughs> I don't know. We'll revisit. It's very that. like, it's an industrial type area that's like a fashion now. Ooh. Okay, work. That kind of sounds. I'm not gonna say the word, but it sounds hot. <laughs> the house we are going to get into is infamously known as the. Do you have a guess? Uh. The House of Labasia. <laughs> I don't think know. they would. I don't want them to live in this house. It is known as the House of Death. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. So we're keeping loved ones out of that house because Fair. it's a right, cursed right, right, house. Right. But it's located at 14 West 10th Street in Manhattan for any of you people who want to go visit. It is privately owned, so you can't go inside now, but take a look outside. It's a nice, lovely, reddish brick brownstone. Hmm. Just Cute. north of Washington Square Park. So, just a warning for people listening, if this is your first time, with every episode on Haunted Hometowns, I discuss death, and sometimes it's in the form of an accidental death that leads to a place being haunted more times than not. It has to do with murder. Tonight is no different. However, one of the murders is about a child. And I'm going to talk about that case first. So if you'd like to skip ahead, it's a little sad. Wow, but you even gave like a little uh, spoiler or like a disclaimer, I, trigger warning. I know, I don't usually do that because I feel like it's common sense that we're talking about ghosts and to have ghosts, people have to die. Yeah, people die. Dogs do it. Frogs do it. (laughs) Even little babies. That's really dark. All right. Well, hopefully they skipped forward already. (laughs) Sorry, they skipped forward already. um, Hey, look, that could be your next jazz standard. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, I've been working on creating my own American (laughs) songbook, you know? And it's almost done. We're almost there. We're about halfway through. Oh, I love that. I would love a Ty's American songbook. It would be the worst joke music you've ever heard of your entire life. But you know what? Remember that <laughs> musical I was in that was canceled before COVID? Uh, yeah. Diamond in the Pansy Club? Yeah. I, the music was great. It was all from like the 20s and stuff like that. But that was fucking joke music. <laughs> like talking about fairies in a garden and shit. That stuff is... (laughs) High camp. 
high camp and those were jazz standards back then or like you know tin alley tin alley bops like it was just not <laughs> it was joking it was camp okay tin alley bops okay we're gonna get serious for a minute okay, okay bring it down bring it down it's around 6 p.m november 1st 1987 when six-year-old Lisa Steinberg approaches her father in his room asking if she can come with him to work, as any little girl wants to do. Joel Steinberg was a New York City criminal defense attorney. He lived with his girlfriend, Hedda Nussbaum, who was a children's book editor. Lisa, his six-year-old daughter, and his year-old son, Mitchell, all lived in this house. I say daughter and son, but Joel never officially adopted them, Mm -hmm. even though he had legal custody of Lisa for six years. Mm -hmm. I guess he just never got around to adopting her or his son. I don't know That seems a little um, interesting. I'd have something to say about that. Yeah. It's also the 80s, like late 80s. So I feel like that would have been a thing back then. But approximately 12 hours later, after, you know, Lisa's asking her dad to go to work. The police were called by Hedda. And when they arrived, they were confronted with a bruised Hedda. Her nose was split open down the middle. The baby Mitchell was tied to a makeshift playpen with a soaked diaper and a nude Lisa laying on the kitchen floor unconscious. Oh my gosh. The apartment was a mess. It was stated the only thing clean in the apartment was the fish tank. Lisa's feet looked as if they hadn't been washed. There were a copious amount of drugs around the apartment, mainly cocaine. Lisa was rushed to the hospital where she was put on a machine to keep her alive. The six-year-old was in a deep coma, and when examined, doctors discovered the main cause of the injury, blunt force trauma to her head. Joel and Hedda were both immediately arrested And eventually, Mitchell was returned to his birth mother since he was never legally adopted. Oh, yeah, officially. So during the investigation, police talked to neighbors, friends, and coworkers, and many expressed concern over Hedda, who tried to cover her bruises Mm -hmm. often. But when you are abused for years, it becomes impossible to pretend any longer. Right. As we've seen in so many cases. Mm-hmm. Hedda attempted to leave Joel six times, but she said she never had a plan, so always ended up returning back to the house because she didn't have anywhere to go or anyone to reach out to. She just never planned ahead. And I was watching an interview with her years later about the incident, mm-hmm. and she was saying that like domestic abuse victims... I think on average, leave five times. Yeah. Like it takes them five times to officially leave the situation. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, they they cut off resources. They make it seem like you need to be with that person, you know? Right. Absolutely. And she said part of that interview that, you know, if you're in that situation, plan something ahead of time. Don't just like run out of the house. Mm -hmm. Because... You'll be right back there. You'll be right back in the same horrific situation you were at before. 
By the time Lisa was adopted, Joel had already, like, broken Hedda and brainwashed her. Mm. She said she felt numb. So when Lisa was abused, she just covered her bruises. Just like she covered her own bruises. She just covered Lisa's bruises because she just had been doing it for so long for herself. Hedda never saw Joel hit Lisa, but she had witnessed him shake her and throw her to the ground before. When Lisa would try to get up, he would just do it again and continue the abuse until Lisa just stayed lying on the ground. Oh, shit. Like, it's horrible. It was said he struck her that night because she stared at him, oddly. But also, he was high. So that right. probably had if you're coked a lot out. to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, he kept saying that, like, him or Lisa and Hedda would stare at him and, like, try to control his mind and stuff like that. And it's like... Girl, no. No, that's the drugs talking, baby. Uh, Yeah, Hedda never received immunity for the crime, but the DA did drop the charges against her, and she testified against Joel. Mm Mm-hmm. Because no one was there when the abuse happened and Joel's defense was that Hedda killed Lisa while he was out of the house. So his defense was that he went to work Mm -hmm. like he hit her behind closed doors. Right. And then he walked out carrying Lisa's body and gave her to Hedda and then went to work. And so his defense is saying that like while he was at work, Hedda killed her. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I hope he dies. <laughs> right. <laughs> be prepare yourself to be disappointed. Um <laughs> So because of no one being there and it's a lot of he said she said situation, Joel was only found guilty of manslaughter and mm. sentenced to max 25 years. You're kidding. No. He got out in 17 years and continues to live in New York City to this day. F- pull up his address. <laughs> um, I do believe he is under constant parole mm-hmm. and can't leave the state or have contact with Hedda or Elise's birth mother or Mitchell and his family or anything like that. But um, from my understanding, he is like poor. Mm-hmm. And is like a grouchy old man living in New York City. I mean, but it sounds like yeah. that's about what he deserves at this point. But also, like, uh, we won't talk about prison reform and all of that. <laughs> we don't have to get into it. But I'm just like, <laughs> I am like, th- that's so interesting to me. I, I, I know how you feel about like domestic abuse cases and all of that stuff too, because you like. Yeah we like will fume about it and just like lose our minds. But I am like, where's the justice in that? Like you like ruined these two people that yeah. you like were supposed to be like creating a family with. And now here we are discussing it on a podcast and you are like just poor. I'm poor bitch. Like, you know, yeah. like whatever. Okay. And I sorry. didn't kill anybody. <laughs> right. Right. Like, come on. How do we, how do we address this better? But all right, one thing at a time. <laughs> Maybe we'll have like a we'll have 
uh, a, not a spinoff, but like a separate conversation for yeah, this, or something like that. Right. Where we discuss heavy topics. Well, right. Let's back. Let's get back to the ghosts and death. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when like murder happens in a house, I do feel like whether it's haunted or not, there is just a weighty feeling mm-hmm. in the house of death, of course. Uh, but these are not the most well-known people to have lived in the house of death. Mm. I say well-known, you know, infamous. But in fact, the famed poet Mark Twain used to live in the Greenwich Brownstone. Mm. His birth name was Samuel Clemens, and he moved to Manhattan near the end of his life. By the time he was living in the house of death, he was in a deep depression. His daughter Susie died of meningitis in 1896. Mm. Eight years later, his wife passed away, and five years after that, his uh, second daughter, Jean, passed away on December 24th, 1909. Wow. So he just, like, went through it. Yeah. Near oh the my end God. of his life. That same year, his close friend, Henry Rogers, also died. So... I'll kind of be switching between Samuel and Mark Twain because it's the same person, but he is, yeah, not in a good place. And during this time, he would say, quote, I came in with Haley's Comet in 1835. It is coming again next year, and I expect to go out with it. It will be the greatest disappointment of my life if I don't go out with Haley's Comet, unquote. Wow. And Haley's Comet is a visible comet from earth like it's i think the only comet you can see with your naked eye mm-hmm. regularly it comes every 75 to 79 years and the next time we see it is 2061 oh my gosh wow uh and the last time i heard about it was in that song <laughs> that was on vh1 music videos all the time i just saw Haley's comet she waved oh do you remember that? My song? God, <laughs> I completely forgot about Tell that song. My <laughs> so classic. Anyway, wow. sorry, not important. Whoa, <laughs> what a throwback! Yeah, he was just like you know, he was born within days. I think of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the comet passed by Earth on April twentieth, nineteen ten, and he passed away the following day. Wow. So. He kind of predicted his own death. That's poetic right there. Very poetic. (laughs) Even though he didn't pass away inside the house of death, he was Mm -hmm. currently living in there when he died. Like he owned the place when he died. He just died somewhere else. Okay. The house was built in 1856. And being a brownstone in one of the more beautiful neighborhoods in Manhattan, you know it costs money. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well-known and rich people lived in this area and still do. And one of the original owners, if not the original owner, was that of Mary Johnston, whose husband was a big to-do in New York City at the time. After James's death, her husband's death, Mary and her children moved into the house of death in the 1880s. And I couldn't find anything tragic happening to their family. But after they moved out is when things start happening. And that's why it's called Cursed. Like, 
The next person to move in was a famed cyclist, Fred H. Andrew, who moved in there in the late 1890s. He would bike around the city, which something I would never do. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with biking? In a major city like New York City or Chicago or something oh, like that. Oh, that's true. The danger. I mean, I don't like biking in general, but no. I'm not trying to get hit by cars or car doors or, you know, every biker who bikes in a city has a story about getting hit by a car. It's like, why would I put myself through that? Because then the ghost story that would follow. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. I say that, but I rollerblade through cities, so I don't know if it's. Yeah, that's way worse. Like, how are you going to stop on a dime if you need to? (laughs) Um, But your calves would look amazing all the way through. Exactly. There we go. uh, He's doing it in the 1800s, though. Imagine biking on an 1800s bicycle. (laughs) You know that shit is not... (laughs) It's not prepared for... In my mind, it's just like the big wheel, little wheel. (laughs) That's pretty much what it is. (laughs) I think in the late 80s, it has moved to like the same size wheel. Right. But still like the most basic ass bike you could probably imagine right and he's biking on new york city streets which at that time i'm pretty sure were cobblestone and like people walking around with horse and carriages and shit like that yeah like you're like rickety it's like riding a wooden roller coaster to work (laughs) yes my ass would be killing me the entire day (laughs) i didn't even think about that I'm sorry, it could not be me. That, <laughs> it's like, you know they don't have that, like, ultra-cushioned yeah, bike there's seat no, yet um, at this point. Yeah, there's no temperature-controlled gel in there. No. We're, we're, not doing, we're not doing the luxuries. No, you don't have bike shorts on. You have fucking suit and slacks on to go biking on Cobblestone Street. Not even a Livestrong bracelet. Not even. <laughs> Wow, maybe I should go dig out mine. They had so little to work with back then. <laughs> it's so scary. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, yeah, could not be me. But Fred was biking one day and accidentally hit an eight-year-old boy <gasps> named William Murtha on Hudson in 1897. He broke the boy's leg. And oh because of that, he was arrested for the collision. Which... It's kind of petty because you know that eight-year-old just ran out in the street. Yeah, probably. Like, and also, was it It wasn't intentional. No, exactly. It, I, I don't know. Does it matter? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's annoying to me because you know, because I was watching the movie Lulu a couple nights ago mm-hmm. and this is such a small part of the movie, but uh, Alice and Janie is like driving her like pickup truck is like. Yeah, anyway, she like this young kid runs out in front of her truck and she like slams on her brakes and it's fine. She doesn't hit the girl, but the mom comes over screaming her head off like, why don't you watch where you're driving? And I'm like, bitch, she came out of a (laughs) cornfield. What did you expect her to do? Like, what? Why weren't you (laughs) looking? Why why were you driving so fast? It's like, because I didn't think a little child would run out in front of my car. (laughs) Justice for Alice. Alice and Janie. (laughs) 
always justice for Alice and Janie. <laughs> do no wrong. Okay. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find any more information about him or the kid. I hope he lived a prosperous life after that and his leg healed well and things are all good. And I hope that the cyclist Fred was released and continued to bike to the, his dying days. That's all I know about <laughs> it. But like things like that's why the hearse, the house is said to be cursed because like anybody who lives in it, tragic things happen like this. Yeah, you're arrested. Someone's dying. Someone has a broken leg. Jeez, please. Probably the most interesting resident of the House of Death for me is that of Jan Bryant Bartell and her husband, Fred. Another Fred. Another Fred. They also brought a couple of dogs into the house with them. But Jan was an author, poet, and actress who appeared on off-Broadway shows. And her writings were published in several national magazines. Fred managed several well-known restaurants after his stint in World War II. Okay, power couple. Right? And they got two dogs. I think two dogs, (laughs) at least two dogs. Aw, that's Um, so sweet. And living in Greenwich Village, which, again, the rent was probably crazy, so good on them. Right. They moved in in 1957 after the building was turned into apartments. So a little less pricey. Mm -hmm. Uh, She almost immediately began feeling and seeing paranormal activity. Um, well. But we'll get into that in a minute. (laughs) She wrote a book about her experience in the brownstone and ended up dying around the time her book was published. And she died in a mysterious way. Some say she died of suicide. Others say it was a heart attack. Hmm. It's rumored that she had attempted suicide in the house of death more than once because of depression. But no one knows for sure. And by the time she died at 51 years old, Jan and Fred had left Greenwich Village. And I believe they were living in Long Island. Someplace in Long Island. But Interesting. So it's just like... What what kind of like weird hell mouth are we dealing with here? Like it's just bubbling <laughs> under the surface of this building. It's right there. It's, it's right, right there because it's making all these people <laughs> nuts, or like you know, giving them the flux, making their lives terrible. Yeah, I'm. Again, I couldn't necessarily find who originally owned or lived in the brownstone. Uh, so maybe it was a. Who knows? Maybe they were a doing high voodoo priestess cursing yes. the land, <laughs> <laughs> cursing them. a witch doctor. Yeah, mm-hmm. who knows? Uh, Classic. Maybe it was a doctor who was performing, you know, <gasps> American illegal. Horror Story style. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see who's going to be on the new season of American Horror Story? They're still doing that show. <laughs> Wait, but who? I'm sure Ryan Murphy has had, has, 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 oh my God. (laughs) I'm sure Ryan Murphy has contracts for like five more seasons. Like. That's scary. And well, and if Ryan Murphy, you ever need music for anything, you just reach out to me. (laughs) But that show (laughs) maybe has jumped the shark and should be, should be left alone for a little bit. But who's on it? Uh, the new season. So the last season was the NYC season. 
which is the first season I did not watch. And you know what? You'll be okay. Well, I don't know. It's gay and NYC. So maybe (laughs) I should watch it. Yeah, true. Okay. The new season will have apparently rumored, I guess. No, not rumored. It's been announced by Emma Roberts because she'll also be in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim Kimberly Kardashian what? will be joining American Horse. <laughs> she can't act. Actress extraordinaire Kimberly Kardashian. I mean, she has been acting on her show, I guess, but that's just reality <laughs> TV acting. That's not. All right, we'll see. Unless they do, like, a similar season where, like, all those people came back to the house and did, like, that kind of situation where it was, like, reality TV in a ghost house. Ooh. Now that I would tune in reality stars. (laughs) Reality stars and their mansion is haunted. (laughs) That would be kind of cute. I would absolutely uh, watch an episode. (laughs) More people have lived in this brownstone Especially since it was renovated to be apartments. But those are what I listed are the more notable people that lived in 14. What was the address? 14 10th Street. Mm. 14 West 10th Street. Get it right. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, because you know there's like 14 East 10th Street and 14 this... 10th street and 14th this 10th avenue and it's is this building like still around like could people go and track it down oh yeah i'm gonna go visit probably today before work oh wow okay i'm gonna go check it out why not work what if you get uh, cursed (laughs) then i get cursed honestly it's like (laughs) who cares all these people who are like and <laughs> all these people that are like in interviews and they're like why would i go to that house i'm like asking to be cursed i'm like well yeah i guess i am so if i am i am i <laughs> made my bed i might as well lay in it <laughs> you know oh my god it's Take so part many of the pictures, game though oh yeah i don't think it's anything like extraordinary looking i think it's just you know a red brick brownstone but maybe i'll see a ghost popping its head out at me And I'll sell that shit for millions. (laughs) Hello. Put this on your podcast. (laughs) Uh, With that, we're going to take a really quick break. And we'll be right back with some ghosts that live in the house. Ooh. We're back to talk about some paranormal activity. So, the Mark Twain. The Samuel, whatever his name is. Clemens. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> it's like, the what? Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> um, yeah, Mark Twain, Samuel Clemens. Very interesting character. He grew up along the Mississippi River in Missouri 
and experienced several people who would claim to have healing powers mm. or psychic abilities. And even though he didn't believe most of the people, he did grow to have an interest in these paranormal abilities and events, as I feel like most people do, whether you believe or not. Yeah. The interest didn't fully kick in until one night when he had a dream about his brother laying dead in a metal casket dressed in his suit and holding white flowers with one red rose. Now, that kind of dream Mm. is so fucking specific. And the types of dreams I have, when I, like, tell you about the (laughs) dreams I have, (laughs) those are the dreams I'm like, okay, and then this very specific thing happened. It's true. Um, My dreams are, like, they might as well, everybody's faces might as well be made out of silly putty. I do not remember shit. (laughs) Not a single detail. I, the dream I had last night, all I remember is that I was in, like, an arena. I don't know. Actually, I was in this gorgeous area, and there were a bunch of pools, and everything was, like, it looked like a hotel-type situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But then part of that hotel was an arena. And... um, (laughs) Okay. The person that was like hosting the event that was like and up next we have so and so and there was like a battle or something like that like walked away and so i had to take (laughs) over and i was like i don't know these people's names (laughs) so i was like making shit up on the spot i was like oh he was great give him a round of applause (laughs) and up next we have it was so stupid. Yeah, so you were MC. <laughs> you yeah, were MC I was for a show you had no idea about. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where were we? Uh, you were talking about Miss Mad. Oh wait, you were talking about oh, yeah. James. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Twain had that crazy dream about his brother dead mm-hmm. in a metal casket. In. In itself, the dream didn't mean anything, so he didn't really think twice about it. But when his brother did pass away from a boat engine explosion not long after, every detail in the dream became real. And Mark Twain dug deeper into the paranormal because of that. So he walked into the funeral and out of Everyone who died on that ship explosion, everyone was in wooden caskets, except for his brother, who was in a metal casket. Whoa. He walked into the funeral, and I think it was his aunt or somebody placed down roses on, you know, his brother's body with one rose in her hand, and the rest were white. Like, everything was, like, to a T. You're psychic, mama. It's... (laughs) <laughs> the, the house of death medium mark twain yeah right that's kind of crazy like how are you a, a a famous writer poet and also just on the side you have second <laughs> visions you know when you're gonna die you know how your family's gonna pass Some but also people... he like endured a lot of trauma so whatever <laughs> he Not did and i do think he was like a really good like philanthropist as well i don't know Ooh. But, you know, some people are just built different. Hey. <laughs> that is one of the stupid, like, dumbest 
<laughs> built different. <laughs> yeah. Like internet jokes. Whatever. You, can't, you don't know me because I'm built different. The thing is about me, I'm built different. Hey, what's up? It's your girl. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you're not, actually. Internet jokes are like... bitch like the rest of us. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I love to use it, ironically. It's so funny. I'm built different. <laughs> After the death of his first daughter... Mark and his wife, Olivia, attempted spiritualism to contact her from the dead. But Mark was never convinced it worked. It wasn't until after his wife and second daughter's death that he had a paranormal experience. Mm. He had entered the room of his second daughter, Jean's, like uh, the room where she died. He closed the door behind him. Then suddenly, a rush of cold air surrounded him. He asked if Jean had found the others, and as soon as the cold air had appeared, it vanished. And to that point, he was like, there's a draft. Let me close the door. And he turned around, the door was closed. So Uh. (laughs) they're really like, he's like, this is paranormal because I can't explain this. And I feel like I'm talking to my daughter who passed away. But wow. I think it was like uh, comforting for him knowing that Mm -hmm. she was with her mom and her sister. But yeah, Mm, that's sad. But yeah, at least that was like a little, yeah, a little moment of acknowledgement from the other side, I guess. Like some closure. Yeah. In the house of death, one night, Mark Twain noticed some kindling from the fireplace move Mm -hmm. seemingly floating mark quickly pulled out a gun and shot the wood (laughs) and the wood this is why we have the problems we do in america today (laughs) what the hell okay why are you shooting a piece of wood i get that it's floating and it's weird but what are you shooting where are you gonna shoot it (laughs) like what's shooting it gonna do uh the wood promptly fell to the ground with some spots of blood. What? He always claimed it was a rat trying to carry the wood away. And then he just like grazed the rat, which is why there was blood. Mm-hmm. I'm not really buying that. Cause you would have a rat be carrying hot wood. <laughs> exactly. Why would, what would, what is Remy doing with a piece of kindling? Like, what is going on? <laughs> and why you didn't see the rat when you shot it? Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, I think it was just a rat. Well, you would have seen the rat. Yeah. Also, I'm just imagining this, like, ripped-ass rat just carrying this piece <laughs> of wood. <It's> like, <sighs> well, if it was Remy, uh, maybe he was trying to just make a little fire for his own little ratatouille. It reminds me of The Great Mouse Detective, which is my favorite Disney movie, because the villain is Radigan, and he's this, like, huge, beefed-up rat who's here yeah. to, like, take over the crown <laughs> <laughs> and, like, destroy all the mice. So, yeah, that's what, The you cartoons know, we watch. Gra- it's Radigan grabbing pieces of wood to set, you know, the castle on fire or whatever, but... I need another explanation. That one's not working for me. (laughs) Yeah, it's not going to cut it, honestly. Sorry, Mark. Not going to cut it. But 
More shocking than that, people who lived in the house after Mark Twain's death have seen Mark Twain casually walking up and down the stairs in the brownstone. So Mark Twain's ghost makes an appearance in this house semi-frequently. Interesting. In 1937, a mother and her daughter bumped into Mark Twain's ghost sitting at a window. He turned and said to them, quote, my name is Clemens and I has a problem here I gotta settle, unquote. And before they could ask what it was, he disappeared. What? (laughs) He's like, I have a problem and I'm gonna address it, but it's not gonna be now. Just letting you know. <laughs> I'll meet you back here in a week. I'll yeah. sit at the same windowsill and we can talk about it then. But That's a little nuts. Also, I feel like, um, at least on like like those ghost adventurer shows where they're like trying to find something, like they're trying yeah. to record some evidence, the things that they say are usually, or say, quote unquote, are not mm-hmm. like full sentences. They're like very broken. Yeah phrases so that's kind of interesting to hear like a full yeah testimony (laughs) yeah like a full train of thought yeah sure interesting interesting my only question is why did he use the word has instead of have (laughs) or had (laughs) you're you're trying to get the conjugation right yeah but maybe that's like part of the times of the 1800s or 1900s early 1900s it was uh, it was slang. Yeah, a little different back then. <laughs> uh, I mentioned Jan Bartell earlier, the woman who would later write a book of her experience living in the house for seven years. Her book mm. is titled Spindrift, Spray from a Psychic Sea. It's out there. It's a wild title, but I kind of want to read it. That sounds, no, that sounds like a very good book. Yes. They say don't judge a book by its cover, but honestly, like book titles, if you have a shitty book title, (laughs) it's like, come on. I'm not trusting your pen. Right. Right. It's, come on. Uh, Yeah. Spindrift spray from a psychic seat. She claimed the moment she moved into the apartment, she wasn't alone. She felt a monstrous moving shadow loom behind her regularly. Ooh. There was one evening that Jan was walking through the house when she noticed a man standing in the hall. She approached the spirit and reached out, which is ballsy. Yeah, what is is she going to do? (laughs) I love that she was like, hmm, there's a man in my house. Let me go touch it. Yeah, let me go go put him in a jar. Most people are like, there's a man in my house. I have an intruder. Let me call the police or let me get the fuck out of here. She's like, hmm. Mm -mm. Uh, I'm kind of with her on that, though. If, like, I saw a man that didn't look like, you know, like it looked more like a spirit than anything, I think. Yeah. I say that, though I did see a ghost and I walked away. So... (laughs) I don't know what I would do. But. That's true. Yeah, you were like, I'm out of here. So, yeah. I don't know. If I lived there, I would investigate. That's fair. Yeah, I, I agree. If I lived there, I would be like, let me get to the bottom of this and like pull a full Scooby-Doo moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She reached out and she described the feeling as a substance without substance. 
which Ooh. I love that. That is very interesting. Right? That is <laughs> good writing. That is published writing. That's why, that's why we're going to have to read that book. <laughs> yes. Substance without substance. Oh, I love mm. that. Like, I'm pu- I'm picturing, it's like, um, not to bring up Harry Potter because it is a little controversial, but I'm picturing, like, when they take their thoughts out, you know, mm. and put them in that bowl. Yes. And, like, that always felt like a thing that was, like, not a thing. Before it reaches the bowl, it really is substance without substance. Yeah. Like. That's true. They're just pulling some random thread. Ooh, I love that. Okay. Whew. All right. <laughs> uh... Her and her husband would smell sweet things around the house, but then the sweet would suddenly go moldy, and then it would be, like, a really horrible smell. There would be food that would appear on the table that no one purchased, and that food would be, like, a rotted lime in the middle of their kitchen table. Like, it would just, like, show up out of nowhere, and it would, like, rot and smell disgusting. That's... Very interesting. It's very specific and very... I've never heard of that one before. I mean, I've heard of, like, foul smells uh, Mm -hmm. and, like, which usually signifies, like, demonic situations, but Mm -hmm. never, like, seeing food go moldy. Yeah. Which is interesting. And it's, like, literal food? Like, literal touchable food? Hmm. I guess so, yeah. Their dogs became aggressive out of nowhere as if there was an intruder. There Mm. was so much activity that Jan and her husband hired a paranormal expert to check the house. The expert believed that there were up to 22 spirits in the house of death. 22. (laughs) Oh my god. He... Well... I say he. The expert... Mentioned Mark Twain, of course. He Mm -hmm. mentioned a woman in a white dress, a young girl, a gray cat, etc. He also said that a woman born in 1848 was distraught from her husband's death during the Civil War. And she blamed Abe Lincoln for his death. (laughs) Wait. More detail, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she blamed Abe Lincoln for his death just because, you know, she was upset. Okay, she was also upset over her aborted child. Hmm. And the expert told the woman and the other spirits that the place now belonged to Jan and her husband and that the spirits would have to leave. But I think the, the one woman was upset because Abe Lincoln, you know, signed what he signed. And did what he did. And uh-huh. the Civil War kind of came out of that, you know? And so she's like, if you didn't do this, my husband wouldn't have been in the war and he wouldn't have died. Right. I mean, it's like a okay. reach your honor, but like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to place the blame somewhere when you're grieving, I guess. Right. And then she also, <laughs> you know, had an abortion, which is also, you know, can be very upsetting for some women. So mm-hmm. she had a lot going on. I get it. Be upset. And that's probably why her spirit's around and looming around because she never had holding a grudge. Holding a grudge, for sure. Mm -hmm. So the expert asked the spirits to leave. 
and that it was Jan <laughs> and Fred's now. But the spirits were basically like, this is my home. I will not leave. Oh, they actually, sorry, the expert quotes the spirits. Oh. All of them the spoke s- at once, like the kids next door villain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So he told them to leave. I guess the spirits didn't appreciate that. And they said, quote, never. I will never leave here. They will They will have to go. This is my home. I will never leave, unquote. So they actually pulled a share from burlesque. <laughs> <laughs> and said, this is my club. I will never give it up. I will never give it up. But share, I never. Oh, they served on that Whoa, one. They said, we're what? never giving up the death house. They really told them to fuck off. And Jan mm-hmm. and Fred eventually did. But like, those spirits were like, uh, uh, I think the fuck not. Excuse me? <laughs> I've lived here my whole, t- <laughs> I've lived here longer than any of you. This is my house. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. If you want to live here, you're going to have to learn to live with roommates. That is how it's going to work in the house of death. That's kind of serving. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of living for it too. (laughs) They stood their ground. I have to give them props. Get out. No. (laughs) (laughs) I will never give it up. I will never give it up. So yeah, unexplained sounds were common in the house and Jan began having visions just like Mark Twain had visions. Mm. She would have visions of people she believed died in the house that she was living in. And shortly after, Jan and her husband moved. And probably wow. because the ghosts were like, like the Casper ghosts that were like, I'm not leaving this mansion. <laughs> you got to be joking. And they're like, okay, fair. Let's go. So. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not like necessarily running them out because it didn't sound like they were being very violent but a rotted fruit a lot of like yeah that sounds like that's enough to make me leave like that's a little too much for me yeah i don't yeah like you said they weren't being aggressive mm-hmm. but yeah i don't passive aggressive maybe a passive aggressive ghosts not that. Yeah, and you know what? It still works. Like leaving a note and being like, your makeup is terrible. Yes. Yeah. Sticky notes on the mirror. Right. Yeah. It's get out or rotted fruit or making weird noises at night. It's just like. Only in Greenwich. <laughs> oh, God. Other residents in the building through the years have seen Mark Twain in a white suit with white hair. Mm. more of the ghost cat and the woman in white with a flowing gown. And the woman, the cat seemed to come as like a ghostly package. Like you don't see Mm. one without the other. Like the cat follows the woman around, which I kind of love as well. It's like, yeah, you have a little companion, little (laughs) ghost spirit. It's cute. That's really cute. I love, I, I, I do believe in, I mean, I think I talked about this last episode. Yeah. Yeah. But, I do believe in ghost pets. Like they're yeah. also <laughs> they're they're still spirits. If they if if humans exist, then yeah, yeah why not? Why mm-hmm. not? I That's you familiar. said last time that you had like a ghost cat rubbing against your leg, right? Is that what happened? Um, I was seeing it like up and down the steps at my right, right, right uh, at, at some family's home. But yeah, it was 
interesting. And I was like, well, I'm going to yeah. keep this one to myself for a minute. <laughs> but yeah, I think oh, that's God. that's legit. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of cute to have a ghost pet. You don't have to clean up after them. You don't have to feed them. But mm-hmm. they seem to like to like cuddle. I'd be down. <laughs> like a little like uh, Zero from Nightmare Before Christmas. Like having Zero Aww. as a little pet dog. Like that'd be cute. Yeah. That would be adorable. Oh, oh my God. This is the pod of references. Of oh like my God, yes. references. Absolutely. I can't help it. <laughs> uh yeah lights flicker in this place as if someone is messing with the light switch footsteps following you upstairs now that you love that you love the sounds of footsteps following you upstairs yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) the anxiety i feel just walking out of my house on a normal day so now coming up to my house i have to deal with somebody some invisible person walking behind me too close Yeah, yeah yeah too close no not at all. Not at all. Remember when you and I went to LA and that night, like we were right before bed and the lights were off and I like ran barefoot to the bed. Yes. (laughs) And I was a fucking high on an edible. Like that was my first time taking an edible or something. And you like ran at me and I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) like in a bedroom. We were just like in a bedroom. Like freaked out. Couldn't take it. That's so what no. I think of here. It's just like invisible footsteps you can't see, but they're following you upstairs. Like that's too much. Passive aggressive. No. Mm-mm. Something brushing the back of your neck. That I don't like. Don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. Yeah, a substanceless substance touching the back of your neck. Don't what fucking would that feel like. Don't what would that do touch even? Me. Don't touch <laughs> Get off me. Uh, shadows that light won't touch so if it's like dark in a room and you turn the lights on you'll just see a shadow stay there yeah which is terrifying thinking about that yeah this is like like, i feel like these are the most sensational like spooky spooky ghost stories i've heard yeah like this this yeah i don't know this is some extra shit even though it's Dog. not aggressive, it's just like manifestation, and that's yes. unsettling as hell. It's creepier. I always say during like horror movies, what gets me and what creeps me out isn't like the jump scares, because it takes a lot to make me jump like that. But mm-hmm. say Hereditary or other movies like that, the first half of Hereditary is super creepy because there's just like ghosts standing in the corner. And yeah. they like you don't they don't do anything they're just there, and it's yeah. it's or like uh, my favorite the strangers where you know someone's watching you and someone's in the house but you don't know where what they look like or you know it's yeah. just like that is creepier You're to me than anything the watch. right exactly yeah. that <laughs> is terrifying and that's what this is giving it's just like someone's been standing there looking at you in the dark. And the only reason you know about it now is because you turn the lights on and it's still there. Like, that's creepy. How long have they been there? How long have they been watching you? <laughs> Who is it? Yeah, it's creepy. Spooky. Uh, dogs seem to growl at a specific area in the house. And uh, specifically when Jan was living there, it was at a certain chair 
that was in that area. So the dogs mm. would like growl at this chair. Furniture, furniture slightly moves just enough to notice. So it's not yeah. like moving in front of you or like across the room or, you know, like I've talked about ghosts that like throw glasses across the room or whatever. This mm-hmm. is like just enough for it to like not look right, which I think is also yeah. cre- creepier. Yeah. It's like, who you're the not fuck? alone. Exactly. Who yeah. slightly turned that picture frame. It's as if like someone picked up, you know, a photo picture frame and then put it back down, but didn't put it down the way you had it. It's like things like that. It's like, who, mm-hmm. or someone sat in a chair and got up and didn't like fluff the pillow or reset stuff like that. It's like, come on. Yeah. That's terrifying. Uh, yeah. And then there's also been like sounds of shattering glass, even though nothing's broken. Ooh, so, that's an interesting one too. Yeah. So that's like, some of the more intense or like most notable things in the house Haunting. of deaths. But Ugh. yeah, I mean, at the very least it's enough to make me move out. <laughs> <laughs> like at the very least, I'm not staying there for, you know, like I'm not enduring a week of that probably or it, many months of that. The, yeah. That's a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know what I would do in a situation like that. I have come to the conclusion that I think my apartment's haunted. I oh my gosh. haven't really experienced anything or seen anything, but right by the front door, it's like if you enter the front door and you take a left, it's like a long hallway to two of the bedrooms. But if you enter through mm-hmm. the front door and go straight, it goes to like the kitchen, living room, my bedroom. Mm-hmm. So from my bedroom, if I look at the front door, all you see is like a curve, like a dark curve around to that hallway. So you can't see the rest of the hallway. Yeah. But a lot of the times, I do feel like someone's standing there watching me right in front of the front door. Eek. Like in that like crook in the apartment. Not yeah. like threatening But like before you turn the lights on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's your roommate just like, imagine i I mean maybe (laughs) uh yeah i feel like last time you said that you had another paranormal experience yeah to share well it's not like an experience you want me to do it now yeah why not let's do it let's get into it um so it's not like a like a full-on experience it's more like just like kind of what you're describing um where it's not like i'm being aggressed or anything nothing right negative is happening necessarily um but i do think that maybe <laughs> maybe my landlord forgot to tell me that's <laughs> because they've they've had this family in, or this house in their family for a while yeah um that somebody i'm pretty sure somebody has died here and is still here like not their body physically, but yeah, 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 it feels like there's a woman in my kitchen all the time. <laughs> oh, interesting. It's very interesting. It's like it's not, um, uh, like yeah, it's not negative, but like I, our stove will like click, like the gas thing yeah. will like click randomly. Um, and at first we thought it was like just like a faulty stove thing, right? Um, 
but I think it I think it's legit because it comes and goes and it'll just be like one tick and, and then like, I'll like get up and like investigate it and then I'll just stand by the stove for a while and I won't do anything and then I'll walk away and I'll hear it tick again and, like, and then it, I might not hear it for like another few hours but I'm like why would that happen yeah yeah. Um, and then nothing, yeah, like nothing like super spooky, like no cabinets opening or anything like that. But just like, it feels like there's always energy moving in yeah. my kitchen. Okay. You I don't know, know what? how to describe that other than she's that. She's hungry. That's all it she's is. She's hungry. You need to feed I honestly her. think she's kind of sweet. I kind of like, in my mind, I've made up that she's like, she just wants us to have a good meal, you know? Yeah. She's a housewife. She's there to feed mm-hmm. the fam. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll take I'll take it over over a, like um putting rotten fruit on my goddamn counter. <laughs> Imagine that like you hear the click and you go into the kitchen to see what's up and there's just like rotted food on your stove. Like I would be <laughs> that... so mad. <laughs> Don't say that to me. Yeah. But like no, um... now you're like, I gotta clean this up now. Who else is gonna do it? Yeah. I would be mad. Or like sometimes I'll have like a, um, <laughs> this is maybe a little too like um, zoomed out, but the, like I'll be having an interesting thought or like a, um, like maybe an angry thought or a sad thought or something like that. And then I'll hear my refrigerator like kick on like in a, yeah. like a really grunty way. And I'm yeah. like, leave me alone. What do you know? <laughs> like, what are you feeling? What do you know? But yeah, I don't wow. know. It's just weird. That's like my least ghosty thing I think I've shared on the pod. But I think, you know, I I do think I've said before, like, there's shit kind of everywhere. Like, oh, yeah, we've for this, sure. This earth has been around for a long time. A lot of people have died on every inch of it. So, yeah. I think it makes Absolutely. sense that there would be energies attached to certain things, grounds, whatever. Oh, for sure. You have to figure out her name. I need you to like start I'm asking scared questions. To ask. No. I'm scared to ask. <laughs> Next time no. you feel it, I need you to be like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? Like Oh uh, no, I want the I want the legitimate answers. I want to ask my landlord about it. <laughs> oh, that too. I mean for sure. You should ask yeah. him and be like Look, spill it. Yeah, <laughs> spill it. Or I guess I could ask them and then hopefully they won't. Like, I'm not asking her to leave. But no, no, no. I do want her to I maybe just... just chill out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> chill out. I think she's being very chill. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you should just ask her her name. Be like, hey, how are you? I and see if you I like hear Martha cook. out of the corner of my ear, <laughs> then what? How do I move on from that? <laughs> yeah, imagine. Oh my god, yeah, that'd be creepy if you're just standing there and she's like, "Hey, it's Martha." Martha. My name's Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, okay, cute. <laughs> I'm a professional home cook. Yeah. Oh my god. Speaking of Martha, Martha Stewart came into work the other day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you, like, help her out at all? No, it wasn't my table, but... That's crazy. I fucking loved it. And Amberell came back a second time. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And what about Math. the hilarious Math, Ro- uh, Ro- <laughs> Math Rossies? Ross Matthews. 
it was very lovely um yeah that whole table they were very sweet i was trying to like flirt with the sugar daddy next to him but i don't know if it <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding um matt lauer was in last night that was an interesting experience Ooh, um, controversy yeah, we're, controversy we're getting all the celebs but oh uh jay belvin was in last week oh oh shit oh my god yeah you need to start taking pictures getting autographs something (laughs) i'm gonna need to see the proof of these because i could just be like well lady gaga came to my house yesterday (laughs) i would (laughs) literally die if she came in apparently her dad lives really close so i'm maybe 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 they need a little italian maybe italian american food (laughs) <laughs> for the Italian Americans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Ty, for joining me once again <laughs> on of course. this new season of Haunted Hometowns. Haunted Hometowns NYC. Uh, HHNYC, not to be confused with AHSNYC. But <laughs> we'll take. I still haven't taken a ghost tour in New York City. I take ghost, ghost tours in every city I've ever visited, except for New yeah. York City. So I, I know that this season is going to be really good for you because I know that the <laughs> I know the hauntings are there. So yes, um, if we're trying to ghost tour when I come visit, I'm nervous and scared, but we're doing it. I literally have I'll... written here. Maybe when you visit NYC, we'll take a ghost tour. So the fact. <laughs> You brought it up. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Well, um, there goes my peace and joy. <laughs> you know, just for just for a couple hours. <laughs> uh, but Ty, let the masses know where they can find you and your music oh, and whatever course. else you want to plug. Yeah, uh, I'm on Instagram at queer pop star. Uh, I guess. I'm also on TikTok and Twitter uh, at Queer Pop Star um, because I am one. I've got some like I'm doing some fun shows with Neil Francis uh, in the second half of the year, doing some gearing up for some festival stages. So follow me and you know we'll uh, we'll have a good little party. I'm like trying to step it up a notch too. So you guys are gonna want to keep it keep up on it. Oh yeah, follow and follow along. Make sure you know where the next event is because there will always be another event. So truly, you don't want to miss them because they pop off. Yes! But make sure, yeah, you follow. Make sure you follow Haunted Hometowns on social medias for photos related to this episode, guest info like ties and upcoming news. Instagram is Haunted Hometowns, but Twitter is annoying because. There's an inactive user that has that handle, so I'm still, like, really annoyed. And maybe one day I'll get it, but, like, I need more fucking followers or more listeners on this fucking podcast, so tell your aunt, uncle, grandma, coworker, friend to listen (laughs) because I want that handle. But Yeah, so we can team up and make a petition.org. For real, though. (laughs) Like, it's been inactive for a while, like, years. It's annoying. Uh -uh. But the Twitter one is Haunted Hometown, but the... The zeros, or there's zeros instead of O's. That's what it is. It's so, which it's is annoying. cute to look at, honestly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, you can't have that many characters, so that's why it's haunted hometown, not haunted hometowns. 
Which oh, is the like, S would have really thrown it off? Yeah, like a All right, too Elon. many. Too many. Yeah, we can have like a million characters in a message now, but we can't have, you know, one more letter in a handle. It's fine. Mm-mm. If y'all subscribe and give the podcast five stars and share it with everyone, you know, maybe I will get that Twitter handle. But if you'd like your own personal paranormal experience right on the podcast, email your story to hauntedhometownspodcast at gmail.com. Could be anything from your water turning to wine to watching a man walk on water. Sorry, I wrote these on Easter. Let me know. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I will see you all back here in a week for another spooky NYC case because everyone loves a ghost story. Doing something unholy. Oh my God. I watched a horror movie. I was watching The Nun with my friend Peyton because they'd never seen it before. And Mm -hmm. every time someone was like, there's something unholy in this place. I was like, mama don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Mama don't know. Daddy's getting. Yeah, I was every time I sang it because I was like, I can't not unhear this now. (laughs) It's changed forever. Wow. What an experience. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Thanks, Blake. The theme song is by Tyre. Follow him on Instagram at Queer Popstar and go listen to his music anywhere streaming. The artwork is by Pepe Munoz. Follow him on Instagram at p.e.p.e.munoz, M-U-N-O-Z. I got my information from Wikipedia, NewYorkGhost.com, Post.com, and AmericanHauntingsInc.com. <laughs>